0: From my heart
1: and from my hand, why don't people understand my intention? And good afternoon, everybody. This is another edition of the IdahoSports.com prep guest. Instead of Wayne DeZubac, who's feeling a little under the weather this week, you've got me, Paul Kingsbury. You've got Logan Green. You've got Brandon Hill on for this week's edition, and guys, it is a big one as state tournaments start this weekend with uh, state soccer starting this morning. We've got state volleyball next weekend and also the first round of the football playoffs, and that's what we're going to be talking about a lot today is the first round of the state playoffs But first off, uh, Logan and Brandon, appreciate you guys uh, joining us here today for the PrepCast.
0: Yeah, it's great to be here. It's uh, great to get back in the uh, the studio with the microphones and uh, put out another PrepCast with the three of us.
2: Yeah, it was fun looking over everything and kind of uh, trying to put this puzzle piece together that I'm uh, sh- sure will be exactly accurate. Yeah, like. L-
1: Logan here is is our sports information director, so he's he's in charge of making sure our schedules are up to date, our scores are in, and he's also our bracketologist, and so he's been poring over scenarios and, and, and what can happen and where we're at this week heading into next week. Now, there's a lot of football games, and we'll get to them, a lot of football games this weekend that decide... Uh, who will be where on the brackets. And so uh, really looking forward to that. First off, though, like I mentioned, state soccer started this weekend. Um, Tournament sites 5A and 4A boys and girls up north, Coeur d'Alene, Lake City, Post Falls. Uh, The 4A girls and boys are over in eastern Idaho, Hillcrest and Bonneville. And uh, the 3A go right back up north uh, for uh, the the fields at real life in Post Falls. So you can get updated brackets on IdahoSports.com while we're we are recording this we're about halfway through the day on thursday so make sure you check back to idosports.com for those updated uh state tournament brackets as well as volleyball uh, we're, we're reaching the end of uh, volleyball districts and lauren jensen um is is doing the bulk of the bracket work every night and logan and i uh kind of sit back and and pick up his pieces when 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 we need to so uh, everybody's pitching in doing a great job on the brackets uh here in Idaho sports those district brackets Uh, we, we decided to do those district brackets guys about four or five years ago when Sven and Matt were here and they're gone, but we have to keep doing them now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so every time we get to the time for district tournaments, I look at Brandon and go, Oh, Hey, we need to get these up yesterday. (laughs) So guys, let, let's, let's dive into it. Okay. Let's dive into it. We, We went to lunch, we talked about it, um, and, and we're gonna start with the five A's. The five A classification, uh, they're the bigs here in the state of Idaho. And if you go to idahosports.com, the homepage, you can check out uh, an article that was put up, uh, state football seedings, bursts, and tiebreakers, and go over all the individual classifications. Because in the old days, back in the old days when you guys were still in diapers, and, and we were doing what we do here at Idaho Sports, everything was pre-seeded. The brackets, you, you knew which seed from which conference where they were going to be on the bracket, sometimes more than a year ahead of time. You could look at the brackets and say, okay, the number two seed um, out of out of District 6 is going to be, you know, game three uh, on the bracket. And it was easier that way, right? Uh, but sometimes there was the issue of really good teams meeting up in the quarterfinals, or semifinals. There was sometimes when teams with really bad records made it through their conference tournament and made it in over... Uh, teams with winning records for example and so you know there was the line was drawn there were people on both sides of that argument Uh, but then a couple of years ago 2a decided to to kind of dabble and and they went with with the RPI system and 3a liked the idea and 3a went you know what we're gonna wait we're gonna sit back chill and we're gonna see if it blows up in your face or not to see if we do it and it ended up working really well and so last year 3a and 2a uh, went with um, that RPI and it worked really well uh, for the three A's, guys, because in the three A's, uh, number one through four were all in the semifinals. And number one played number three in the championship. So that's a success, in my opinion. And that, that happens sometimes, but yeah, it was really a crapshoot uh, to see if that was going to happen based on a preceded bracket. So, you know, Logan,
2: first to you, a preceded bracket like the old days or kind of where they're moving to now? You know, I, I am going right back to state basketball. That, that's where my thought goes with the pre brackets. Those are pre and in, in the 4A, we saw a matchup between two of the better teams in the state in the semifinals. Middleton played Preston. And those two should have been in the state championship game. They played a phenomenal game. It was a two-point game or one-point game. I can't remember the exact score, but uh, Middleton fell to, to Preston in what would have been a fantastic championship matchup because of the seeding. Uh, one right. was clearly the number one in the state and one the number two. And those two, like we mentioned with the 3A, how the one and the three met, right. uh, giving the one and the two an opportunity to meet in the championship game, where that game should be played at the biggest level in front of the most eyeballs, so to say, yeah. uh, That I think that's always a good thing. And and like you said, sometimes you get a, a team, maybe make it... You know, in some of these seedings, it's, it's the two team also gets in, and if yeah. they're a I'll preface this: I have no bias to any team, and if I say your team is not good or phenomenal, that's not a a diss. You're, you're from North Carolina; col- your opinion doesn't matter. Yeah, my yeah. my high school is on the other side of the country, so. Yeah. I, um, but anyways, I, if a not good team were to make it, a, a two and six team, so to yeah. say, makes it in, it, you know, it dilutes the pool a little bit, yeah. and and and. But in this scenario, let's just say a two and six team makes it in. They come in as the lowest-seeded team in the right. bracket, which is the way it should be, uh, rather than having a 1-2 and two play in the first round. So I'm all for it. Well, that, that same thing happened to the 3A girls last year where Timberlake and Sugar right. met in Game 1. And it was
1: Game 3 on the day, went to double overtime, and a fantastic game. And it should have been played at the Idaho Center, right? Right. Uh, and, and basketball, by the way, will continue to be preceded brackets for the foreseeable future. And there's probably some talk about it. Uh, but as of this year, at least, it's still... Right. Going to be preseason. So Brandon, what's your opinion on that?
0: Yeah, I think uh, it does lend itself to more uh, accurate competitions in the postseason. But from our point of view, it makes it a lot more difficult to kind of predict where teams yeah. are going to be. Like you said, Matt Harris back in the day used to put together you know this fantastic couple thousand word article with all these different scenarios. You know, yep. this team wins here by this margin, they get in at this particular spot in the playoffs. Now with these computer rankings, we kind of just leave it up to the gods of you know, the standings and see where these teams are going to end up yep. after the, uh, the last Friday of the right. season. And so this is the last weekend
1: of the regular season. Uh, and I talked to Mike Federico at the IHSAA, and he said that they are hoping that they'll have the max preps rankings, which is what they're going off of, um, by Sunday morning. And then they can have uh, the, the opening rounds to play in games, whatever you want to call them by sunday afternoon so check back to idosports.com. sunday afternoon we should have those up uh, make sure you follow us on uh, facebook twitter instagram because we'll be kicking them out there as well uh, so you'll, you'll be the first to know on that one all right guys let's just dive into it i'll dive into it right now uh, five a's so the five a classification um, gonna have 12 teams first 10 teams are selected by predetermined district representation and uh, you can see that on that article. So the northwest and east get so east gets two guaranteed, west gets six, north gets two. So there's your ten. Now the last two are at large berths, and it's based on predetermined big school criteria. You can see that there's tiebreaker um, galore. So Logan, let's start with the easy
2: ones in the five right. A. Who are the easy ones that, that will be on the bracket? Yeah. So there's a, there like you said, there's a couple layup layups. We know. This weekend, Rocky Mountain is going to play capital for that 5A SIC championship game. Now, those two are going to be the West One and the West Two coming out of the out of the West. So those are two seeds, and they're both going to have a bye, so they're not going to play. We we know that. We also we're pretty sure Rigby has locked up that East number one slot and that Highland has locked up that East Number Two spot. Uh, so we know and, and Rigby would get a bye there. In Highland would have play a play-in game. Um, if we move to the north, it's a little. Uh, there could be some shakeups based on games played this weekend, but what we believe on paper is that Coeur d'Alene will be the one seed out of the north, and that Post Falls will take the two. Uh, then after that, there's those are the ones we we're pretty confident about. But then after that, there's four seeds uh, from the west. That's kind of a, a mix. We're pretty sure it, you know, there's games to be played this weekend. So, again, we're not right. <laughs> we're not seeing anybody team not good Logan's or bad. Logan's always but, really worried about offending people. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Don't know, worry about I it, know. Logan. Just so, let it go, man. I think Eagle beats Centennial okay. this week, right? So, Eagle beats Centennial. They take that third slot. Meridian, I think they win their game, and they take the fourth slot from the West. Uh, then we get into, into a mix-up here. It, the way I have it on paper, and Brandon, he's gone down the rabbit hole more than I have. With, uh, like he mentioned, you know, he'll get into it. But Cuna could even sneak into a spot, or Timberline. But what I've got, Skyview in the fifth slot, and then Mountain View in the sixth. That's just that's just what I see. Um, but hey, you, that's why the games are played on that's Friday right. night, and we'll we'll see what happens. Okay, so those are kind of the easy ones
1: you yeah. guys talked about. Now, now let's get into the little bit nitty-gritty stuff. You know, we've got some interesting games this weekend, up and down. Lewiston, Skyview, CUNA. Uh, Brandon, with was, was some of those, let's, let's start up north with Lewiston especially. Lewiston Lake City, we're going to have uh, Jason and, and Garrison webcasting that game in the in the rain. I don't feel bad, or I do feel bad for them on top of a press box. But, you know, what happens in that game? Um, what, what, are the, uh, what are the outcomes and what? What's the importance of that Lake City-Lewiston game?
0: Yeah, so at the, uh, the top of the 5A Inland Empire, we're looking at Coeur or Post Falls. Those two teams play Friday. The winner of that game is going to be the, the conference championship. It's where the, uh, the at-large bids come into play with the Lewiston-Lake City game. So right now we're looking at Lewiston potentially getting an at-large berth. That's because, according to the IDHSAA, teams with the highest 5A winning percentage get those at-large berths. So Lewiston right now... Sits at two and three against 5A schools. If they beat Lake City, they will go up to three and three against 5A schools. That's gonna be enough to put them over the edge and get them into the playoffs. It kind of gets a little messy when you start looking at who could possibly lose. So, hypothetically, CUNA only one win on in the season so far, they beat Centennial. Yeah. So, if Lew- Lewiston loses, their 5A record drops to two and four. If, let's see, Timberline wins, Timberline's record goes up to three and three they get that sixth spot in the um, the SIC out of the West. Now, if uh, Lewiston loses, like I said, they go back down to two and four. CUNA, if they win, if they somehow win against Skyview, they'll go up to two and three. That two and three record against 5A schools would be enough to also to put them right. in that at-large berth slot and get that 12th seed in the playoffs. Right, and that's you look at it and go, well, isn't that
1: what they're wanting to avoid is having teams with losing records getting in? But 5A, there's not a lot of 5A schools in the state of Idaho. Um, you know, there's been talk about, you know, we only need four classifications. You know, uh, let, let's combine some. But as it is, 5A is, you know, they don't have a lot. Um, you know, there's 11 total schools in the West, four total schools up North, five in the East. So uh, basically there's the Boise area with 11 and everybody else combined doesn't even equal that. So it's uh, not a lot of 5A teams and they still have that 12 team bracket. So you're going to get those Cunas yeah. that, that,
2: that could sneak yeah. in the, in the back door. And we do that. So one more, we, we're we thinking maybe Lewiston slides in at that 12. Yeah. Um, but then there's also one more at large. And, right. and I think we're all in agreement that that might end up being Thunder Ridge. Yes. That they might slide in there at the 11. And, and if they fall in that situation, that's a first-round potential matchup uh, with Meridian. Um, so that would be a great game on the docket. But uh, Thunder Ridge, I think, will slide in at the eleven. And uh, well, we'll have to see what shakes exactly. up this weekend with the Lewiston game because, like you said, if Lewiston were to go down, or there's a lot of cards that can be played from that deck. All right, well, there's the 5A.
1: There's the 5A, so keep your eye on the, on the games this weekend. The Friday Night Flash will have updates um, run by uh, Brandon. Keep an eye on the webcast. We'll be doing uh, a couple of games and, and watch those brackets on idosports.com come Sunday afternoon. So this is the OttawaSports.com PrepCast presented by Steve's Hometown Motors. Um, I'm Paul Kingsbury. Again, Logan Green and Brandon Hill with me. Let's move on to the 4A, guys. Let's just uh, get right to it. The 4As, it's it's kind of the most... I don't know, convoluted is the right word, but it could be the most interesting classification um, when it comes to who's playing who and, and based on games that are being played tomorrow night. Um, how how teams are going to play? So let's do what we did with 5A Logan.
2: Give us the 4A easy ones. So the the way the 4A is set up, there are there's representation from each district, and then there are, there are 16 total teams that are going to be here. 12 of them are pre-selected by district representation, and then four are going to be at-large bids. Now those 12 that are seated automatically, five will be the conference champions. Mm-hmm. We know we're, we're, and then those are going to be seated based on Max Prep rankings. Skyline, they're going to they're going to be that number one seat. We think they've already beat Blackfoot. That's the only person behind them in their in their conference. We we think that's Shelly, or excuse me, that's Skyline. And then from District Three, they're going to get four bids, and we know it's going to be Emmett, Bishop Kelly, Valley View, Nampa. In what order? That's determined to be seen, and right. that's another, um, you know, rabbit hole we can go down. But that's there. Out of District Four, they're going to get three, and we believe that's going to be Jerome Minico and Twin Falls. Yeah, so that those are going to be those three. And in District Five, uh, we have a toss up. We have a championship berth on the line with the top five seed on the line between Pocatello and Century in that game. So it'll go to one of those two. And then from District Six, uh, Skyline and Blackfoot, those are probably going to be the yeah. ones there. Um, and then after that, I, I think some at larges are, are pretty cemented. Middleton, they're they're, you know, they're above ranked number. They're like uh, Max Preps. I think they're eight or nine somewhere in that range. Um, they're going to get one of those at large bids. And then I see Hillcrest, Century, and Shelley actually ending up rounding out those at large bids but the seeding that's where it gets tricky because one through five we can kind of figure that out but six to 16 that's where it gets that's where it gets messy that is going to get messy and there's some games being played this weekend
1: that could you know kind of throw a little bit of uh extra salt in the stew uh for some of these teams you know brandon uh, we can talk about some of those especially um you know here you know bishop kelly um and and nampa uh, Middleton Col- you know, Middleton plays Columbia Middleton we've seen them a lot this year and depending on the Friday night uh, you can see a different team come out um, and so you know not that I'm saying that I expect Columbia to, to upset uh, but you know th- there's there's a lot of games that are happening in this 4 asic that that have the potential
2: to uh, to upset some things you know we, we don't know the conference champion yet yeah right now Emmett and Bishop Kelly are tied if Emmett wins against Valley View it's theirs right they win 4 asic they get that top 5 seed if they don't, if they lose to Valley View and Bishop Kelly wins bishop kelly takes that slot right but then if if they both lose or or one wins one loses it it's going to be a me- it's going to be a mess trying to uh, sort everything out we kind of brandon he's more on top of that with the who would be where but uh It'll be interesting to see how it shakes out Friday night and and that's going to be the probably the most interesting uh development that we'll see well, Friday night.
1: Brandon, do you do you see any of these games maybe not being so cut
0: and dry? There could be an upset, especially in that 4A SIC. In the 4A SIC, it's a little bit tougher to determine just because I think a lot of these teams are really evenly matched. Middleton, for example, you know, we saw what their offense could do in the Beginning of the season, but then as the year went on, all of a sudden they started beating themselves and they started dropping yeah. these double digit leads. So we really don't know how the Vikings are going to shake out against their game uh, with Columbia. Um, I'm looking at some other potential matchups. You know, you mentioned that you saw Lakeland play earlier in the year, yeah. Lakeland, you know, beating Lewis in a 5A team. That's a, a team that could potentially, based on how the rankings shake out, you know, sneak into the playoffs. Also, I'm looking at Mountain Home. I know that the Tigers haven't had the, the best year. But they go up against Sugar Salem to close out the season. I'm not sure what a win against a Sugar Salem that's not as good as we've seen in year past will do to the rankings. But And a different classification. Exactly. Mountain Home, <coughs> you know, 21 on the, uh, the max preps ranking. Say they beat 3A defending state championships. I don't know what that does to the rankings. But, again, right. it's so hard to determine based on uh, these max prep standings. Yep. Yeah. And, and you're right. That, uh, that Lakeland team, it's, it, they're good. You know, they beat uh,
1: Lewiston that night up in the Kibbe Dome uh what was that it was uh 3924 somewhere in there um it was it was fun yeah uh but they are they're a good team so uh, you know they lost to moscow um, a couple of weeks ago moscow who had their season canceled and then never mind we're going to play and now they're having a great season <laughs> exactly um so you know moscow is is one of those right. teams where we haven't seen them in the playoffs um and if we have it's been okay well who's going to beat them in that first round and moscow's they're looking good they've got a chance yeah. to uh to, to move to the right on the bracket this year, and, and I think that has a lot of Bears fans pretty excited.
2: Yeah, I and mean, they gave Middleton a heck of a game last year up there in Moscow. Middleton really had to earn that thing, and I think a lot of people might have thought, oh, that's a layup for Middleton, but they, I mean, there was a slugfest, and it wasn't until a defensive stop late in the game that that, that game was decided. But I, I, I failed to mention that, that there is one more pre-selected seed, and it's the next best team out of the District 1, 2, and that's 5. Right. So we think Moscow wins one and two, and then Pocatello or Century wins that. You know, I, I'm just going to say Pocatello, no no disrespect Century, but I'm, I'm going to take Pocatello <laughs> in that one. And then that leaves the next best team from those two conferences as Lakeland, uh, according to Max Preps, and that's what would right. determine that. So I do think Lakeland gets in into one of those 12 predetermined seeds as well. Okay. Well, there is the 4A. Let's head right to the 3A.
1: 3A is always exciting this year is no different uh a lot of the same teams that you see year in and year out are on there again you know the goodings the homedales the sugar salems the weezers um fruitland is on is is on this and and when i say this it's the uh the bracket that that logan made up for us for our prep stuff but but you know the the teams that are good in 3a are, are are good in 3a timberlake um and so let's let's talk about um talk about that 3a is it's a pretty easy one to figure out. Um, they start off with three qualifier games. Those six teams uh, are selected by district uh, representation and seeded one through six based on those max preps rankings. The winners of the qualifier games will be thrown um, into that seeding pool along with the five conference champions, and then they're seeded for that quarterfinal round one through eight um, using, again, the max preps rankings that come out this Sunday. So, you know, easy-peasy. Um, is, is the name of, of the game as far as seeding it. But getting those teams there is where you guys come in. So, uh, Logan, again, let's start off with the easy ones.
2: Yeah, so like I said, five conference champions are going to get a bye uh, in the 3A. And we think Timberlake's going to end up with that as well as Snake River. Um, th- those two, I think, are pretty w- more definitive than the rest. So, the Homedale Fruitland game on Friday night, that decides who wins that and gets a bye. So, yeah. big. Big game in Homedale, as well as another uh, conference, de facto conference championship game over in Gooding. Gooding will play Kimberly yeah. for that one. So the winner of that game will also get a bye. And then we were talking about this at lunch. Over there in eastern Idaho, there are the, three, District 6, there's three teams, Teton, South Fremont, and Sugar Salem. Mm-hmm. Sugar Salem got beat last week by South Fremont. South Fremont plays Teton this week. Let's say Teton let's let's have fun and say Teton wins, right? Uh-huh. Now, they've all three just beat each other. Yeah. So you see that there comes an issue of point differentials who is, and... Yeah, who is the who is yeah. the the conference champion? Um so let's we'll, we'll go ahead and make it easy. Let's okay. just say South Fremont beats Teton. Okay. So they get one of those buys. Um, and I, I'm going to say I think Kimberly uh, beats Gooding, and then I think Homedale beats Fruitland. So the buys go to Timberlake, Homedale, Kimberly, Snake River, and South Fremont. And then those at-large bids, um, this, this is kind of interesting. So those three at-large games, uh, move. You know the winners move on, and then everything's mixed up. Mm-hmm. So even if you're a conference champion, if you're the lowest-rated max preps team, you could come in at the eight seed which is honestly what I see shaking up. Right now i got Sugar Salem in as an at-large, as well as Fruitland and Gooding. And then on the bottom side of those games, I see Teton, Marsh Valley, and Weezer. Those are j- just what I'm seeing. And then if, it, then if we take the, the top teams were to, quote, win those games and move on, um, like, so I see if see if Sugar Salem beats Weezer, Gooding were to beat Teton, Fruitland to beat Marsh Valley, Timberlake would actually come in at the eight seed based on current max prep rankings. Mm-hmm. That's just where they are, they would be below even those teams that are playing in the playing round that are the top, the top rated teams. And that's not saying, I mean, Teton, good team this year. They could go into Gooding and beat them if that's yep. the matchup. Uh, Weezer, always strong. They could go over East and beat Sugar Salem. So, you know, if, if we're just playing hypotheticals, that's what I see. But lots of football to be played. Um, Right, it should be interesting.
1: And this is really what what three A's did last year. Um, they had that those three qualifying games that go into the um then they go into the quarterfinals. Timberlake came out as the number four seed. Weezer was five. Timberlake won, moved on. Homedale was number one. And we mentioned that this was this was the bracket where one, two, three, and four played in the semifinals. And that's what you want. That's what you want. And that's the whole purpose of this. So, um, you know, looking at the teams that that are there. Um, and, and looking at the top teams, you know, this, this is a year, of course, I mean, what with, goes without saying, this is a year unlike any other, but specific to, to our conversation, um, what it's done is, is create um, an acceptance of, of weirdness every, every week, because, you know, I, I'm texting athletic directors and coaches on Wednesday and Thursday going, hey, is your game canceled? Hey, are, are, are you going to play? And they say, why? Have you heard something? And I say, no, I'm just checking. <laughs> what because, <do> you know? <laughs> Yeah. Because uh, uh, those games just, you know, when, when we see a game get canceled, you know, in every other year prior to this, it's like, oh my gosh, they canceled a game. What do we do? You know, how are they going to make it up? And now it's like, oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And
2: they've done a great job
1: of just like throwing stuff together as right. quickly as they can. And, like, and, oh, and then they, Let's go. they can actually schedule a replacement game last minute instead right. of, you know, you can't do that. You can't just bring in a game mid, you know, midweek. Uh, and so where that comes, roundabout way to get to what we want what we want to talk about is when you get to the playoffs, um, you get teams that have maybe not played as many games. You get teams that have played more games. You get teams that have played against maybe, quote, inferior opponents because that's who they had to schedule um, to, to fill those holes uh, in, in their Friday night. So it's going to be a state tournament unlike any other we've ever seen before as far as teams coming in. And, and even though they're... I, in my opinion, doing it the right way now as far as, you know, using some rankings to bring them in. Um, it's still going to be interesting. I think personally we're going to see blowouts um, early on um, and the, the, cream will still rise to the top as they do it this way. But I think there's going to be more early, early round blowouts than, than we've seen in the past. Um, you know, I'm the one that really sticks out to me is, is, is Fruitland. You know, they're undefeated, mm-hmm. but are they just the beneficiary of a, of a, a weak schedule? You look at it and you know, they played two ways and not, not exceptional two ways um, to, before they were halfway done with their, their regular season. So um, you know, there's going to be teams that are seated like that, that people, if they don't have a clue or haven't been paying attention, go, Oh yeah, they're pretty good. And then they're going to get beat by a team that maybe played tough games, you know, like a gooding. And, and, uh, and, and like I said, the cream's going to rise to the top, like it always does. And, but this way, the way they're doing it now makes it possible. Where before, the cream just kind of went where the cream was put. Yeah, uh, which which I like, which I like better. So in the 3A's, Brandon, uh, what what are some of those upsets, kind of like we talked about in 4A, um, that could, might, will happen this
0: weekend that could disrupt some things? So 3A is kind of actually pretty simple to figure out. There's like you said, cream rising to the top in terms of these standings, and then everyone else kind of falling below. The one matchup this weekend that i have my eye on is uh, marsh valley versus american falls so in the 3a southeast idaho conference snake river 2-0 in conference three and four in the year locked up a ticket to the playoffs yeah. marsh valley right now 0-1 in conference as is american falls now according to max preps marsh valley ranks 9th, <laughs> american falls ranks 13th right now it's looking like marsh valley based on who they've played is the superior team but if America Falls is able to win that matchup this Friday, they could perhaps leapfrog Marsh Valley and get that last-second uh, bid to the playoffs.
2: Which would be which would be interesting to see. Yes. <laughs> and, and Marsh Valley, they're an interesting team as it is. They they beat South Fremont, who just went and beat Sugar exactly, Salem. Yeah. They're kind of a, a confusing team because we saw them a couple weeks ago against Gooding, and yeah. they, they weren't strong. I mean, I don't know. Maybe Gooding is... Gooding really put it to him there. Um, Gooding can be good. So it it, it can be good. It, <laughs> I mean, Marsh Valley's it'll that'd be an interesting game to see. And I, I actually saw an American Falls games earlier against Parma, and, and they run that tough double wing offense that's super tight on the line there. It's hard to prepare for. So it'll be an interesting matchup, like you said, Brandon. Yeah. All right. There are the three A's.
1: We're halfway done. Let's go right into the two A's, my favorite classification. Uh, the two A's, uh, they're a lot like the three A's. Um, they're they're kind of set up the same. They have that uh, three first-round qualifying games, then move on. Uh, the difference is with the with the two ways they have a two-way football committee. And this committee has the ability to modify the bracket based on extensive travel by a team, uh, a matchup between two teams in the same conference. And so they, they can take a look at where Max Preps placed these teams via the ranking and go, uh, you know what, uh, Bear Lake playing... Uh, Grangeville doesn't make as much sense as you know Bear Lake playing uh, New Plymouth or whatever the name you know insert name, uh, but they can do that, um, which helps as far as equity, travel, keeping kids in school maybe an extra day. But if you're if you're just talking about sports, I'm not a huge fan. I, I'm more of a play it where it lies, which I'm not a fan of in golf. But in <laughs> I'll use that analogy here. Where, you know what, if, if, if we're going to use a ranking system, use the ranking system. Uh, if you're going to use a committee, use a committee. Uh, and never the, the two shall meet. Um, having it this way, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I mean, I am more than I mean, happy to say I could be proven wrong on this. Uh, and maybe they won't need to. Maybe the
2: football committee looks at it and goes, yep, we're good to go. Um, so, Logan? Yeah. Let, it, go ahead. And going right off of your topic there, my, my bracket that I have put together thinking i uh, just going through everything I, I have one of those potential matchups that's i, I have a west side to grangeville yeah that's that is not an ideal geographical matchup but hey that's a fun trip for those kids from grangeville to get to go yep. on a road trip like that and uh, at least when i was playing sports as a kid it was always fun to go to those more far away games and yep. get more time with your team so you know i i like you said i I'd rather the, the farther teams just play each other uh, and have fun with it.
1: And is there anything wrong with calling up Andy Ankeny at Middleton and
2: saying, hey, can we play at your field on Saturday? Right, and that would be a great location. For, this is a second-round potential matchup I have Westside and Grangeville um, and the, in the 1-8 slot, actually, and that's a good midpoint for both of those yep. schools to just meet up. Middleton, great facilities there to play that game. Anyways, from the 2A, we have five conference champions. They all receive a buy into the next round. Right now from District 2, we're looking at Grangeville. That one's I think it's sealed up. They the only other team there is Orofino, who hasn't really played much. Yeah. Uh, yeah, St. Mary, sorry. And then Melba. They have that one wrapped up from yep. District Three. Declo in District Four has that pretty well in hand as well. So District Five or District Six, excuse me, that's District Five is going to say West Side. Defending state champions. They haven't lost a game in a long time. Yep. The Pirates are coming in hot again this season. Uh, but District 6 has a fun one this weekend between North Fremont and Firth that will decide who gets that con- conference championship. Yeah, we were actually thinking about
1: uh, webcasting that, uh, and it just didn't work out. Um, really looking, I was really looking forward, because I was actually going to be going over and doing it. Uh, didn't work out. It's too bad. But uh, yeah, North Fremont-Firth, um, that's always always a fun one anyway, but to have it be such an important game. And, and I've talked to a lot of people about this, and everybody says, well, yeah, North Fremont, North Fremont. But, which, hey, I'm a Husky fan. I, I like North Fremont. I also like Firth. And Firth, I think, you know, Brandon, I think they have a real shot of coming in, and, and they're hosting, so they're coming to their home field, but but turning out leaving with a win.
0: Yeah, we had a chance to broadcast a North Fremont game last year. It was in the playoffs where the Huskies went up against McCall Donnelly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, road th- trip. Th- road yeah. trip. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that one's probably going to be the game to definitely watch in terms of two-way. Yep. In terms of upsets and potential craziness, we're looking at, you know, number 15 and number 14, Cole Valley and uh, Nampa Christian going up against each other. That game, depending on, you know, the point differential, could shake up the rankings on max preps. Also, we have number 19, Orofino, and number 11, St. Mary's going up against each other in North Idaho. That one, again, could also based on who wins and by how much, could shake things up in terms of what teams finish where.
2: Right. Because outside of those five, there's going to be six at-large teams that you mentioned that the football committee will look at, as well as Max Preps. And if we look at Max Preps, oh, if we go back to that North Fremont-Firth game, uh, right now North Fremont's coming in at number two in Max Preps, and Firth is number three. So those that's going to be a fantastic game this weekend. Um, but, but the at-large games, let's just, again... No dis to Firth, but we're, I'm just gonna say South Free, or North Fremont wins that. And they, by the way, let's talk about St. Anthony and Ash. Those two communities, Fremont County in general, yeah, uh, with some powerful football this year. So yep. uh, they, they, they were like one F, two F plates. two F plates are really strong this year. So Firth would get one of those at-large bids, and then we're just looking at Max Prep rankings here. To see to, to as, round. As out they as it. they are today. Right, as they are today. This is not is barring any games coming up. Um but we I had Firth in that first uh slot in um as Nat large, Aberdeen in the next one, Bear Lake, West Jefferson, New Plymouth, and then Soda Springs. But like you mentioned, Brandon, uh, s- some of these games can make a difference. You mentioned I think Cole Valley and Nampa Christian. Yeah. Uh, you know, if, if New Plymouth were to go out and, and not play well, exactly. right now New Plymouth is coming in at number ten in Max Preps. Okay. Uh, Nampa, <laughs> Paul's biased, uh, but uh, let's not if you ask people from New Plymouth. Let, Man. so let so let's say uh, I don't know Nampa Christian beats Cole Valley by fifty points and really you know shows them up, and and New Plymouth goes and loses by a lot. You, you, do those rankings adjust enough? to maybe where one of those teams takes over for New Plymouth. That, that's what we don't know right now. Uh, so we're just going off of what we know today. Alright. Uh, ready to go
1: to 181? Let's do it. Alright, now 181. That's a fun one. It's kind of like our 4A's. But uh 181, gotta pay attention with this one. Um, it's similar to 3A2A with some interesting things in regards to where and when the games are going to be played in that play-in round. 12 teams get in the tournament. Again, the five conference champions automatically on the bracket. However, only the top four highest ranked by max preps, conference champions, get a bye to those quarterfinals. So, great. You win your conference and you think, great, we're going to get a bye, guys. We're going to go into the quarterfinals. Not so fast. Pump your brakes number five because you're going to have to play in that play-in round. Um, But if that conference champion is ranked outside of the the top 12, one D1 one team, so you know, let's say team number five from anywhere Idaho, they're ranked actually 15th in the max prep rankings. Well, that means that they're going to be automatically put at 12, and the team that was 12 gets bumped to 13 in the route, which is unfortunate. I don't think that's going to happen this year, the way it looks. I think Genesee ending their season um, is going to help some of those teams as well. Unfortunate for Genesee, they were looking very good this year, uh, and they had, uh, you know, the, the COVID's got up to them, and, and now they're, they they cancel their season, which is very, very, very unfortunate. So th- there's the play-in rules for play-in games. Winners will be reseeded, again, on the max Pepper rankings, along with those four highest-ranked conference champions that got the, the, uh, the bye. But here's where it gets interesting. If, if two teams are in bordering districts, the higher seed will host. If there's a district between the two teams, the school's athletic directors We'll get together, uh, arm wrestle. They'll do something to determine a neutral site. If the site date time can't be agreed on by those officials, they'll they'll refer to the IHSAA non-regular season football game procedure policy for guidance. Now, I contacted the IHSAA, um, Amanda, she and I have been friends for a long, long time. She's been there a long time, and and she's my go-to. I can say, hey, where's this? And she had no idea what I was talking about. I tried to find it in the rules and regs. I couldn't find it. Uh, so we're, we're trying to figure out where exactly this IHSAA non-regular season football game procedure policy is. It's there. It's got to be somewhere. It's just tucked away. But once all those details have been worked out, the higher-seeded teams, they're responsible for all the, the game management, You know, getting officials, running the clock, uh, staffing the gate, those sort of things. So just a few minor things uh, happen in the 1AD1. Uh, the 1AD1, year in and year out, is always a fun classification because it's always... I want to say always dominated by two areas district two and district four and anybody else that gets invited to that party is happy to be there um, is the way it works usually you've got your prairies you've got your oakleys usually raft rivers uh you know wilder notice those type of things district three teams are always right there right we get to those to the the bracket state tournament and those district three teams are 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 there and then boy district two and district four just kind of go hey we like you guys. Thanks for playing, and that's the way it goes. So, uh, Logan, tell us the easy ones
2: because there are there's some easy ones here in the in the 180 ones. Yeah, we've got three undefeated teams: Notice, Oakley, and Prairie. Right now are undefeated, and uh, of course, Oakley does play Raff River this week, and yep. so so there could be some shakeup there. But they did play earlier this season. We're trying to figure out if that was a conference game, right? So it, may, it might not matter if it's this is not a conference game. Then it it, it might not matter, but yeah. Oakley did win by 14 the first time. No diss to Raff River. Let's just take Oakley. So okay, so, <laughs> so Oakley, uh, notice and Prairie. Undefeated. We'll say they, they end their season that way. Those are three strong teams. And and again, these are gonna be based off of Max Prep rankings, I believe. Yeah. Everything's based off Max Prep. So, so we don't know Max Prep rankings for one A. Those have not been released. So, so there's there's no nothing to go off of. Oh wait, no, there is the power rankings on IdahoSports.com, <laughs> my friends. <laughs> so the the power rankings. If you look at them compared to Max Prep rankings at other levels, they're they're very similar. They match. They're v- they're very close in how they match up. Um, so, right now, if you look at the max prep or the IdahoSports.com power rankings for the 1A-D-1, Notice is number one, Oakley, number two, RAF River, three, and Prairie, four. Uh, and, and those were the four we had talked about already. Right. Uh, so, so, we know that, that those three will just say Notice, Oakley, and Prairie. And then the other conference champ, we believe, will be Lakeside. They just have one yeah. more game against Wallace, who they've already beat uh, pretty heavily believe that the Knights will get that automatic buy because the next game will be between Butte County and Grace. And you mentioned earlier Genesee uh, having their season canceled. The person that helps the most is the loser of this game. The winner of this game is going to be conference champions, and they're going to get that 11 or 12 seed. They're, they're going to get that 11 seed, I believe, mm. the, the, the next-to-last seed in. The loser, I believe, gets the last spot in that they are that last at-large team in. So if it helps anybody, it helps the loser of this of that game. Other at-large teams from the 181. From there, it's 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 not based on conference affiliation or anything. It's just max prep. And again, going off the IdahoSports.com power rankings, I've got Cami coming in after Raft River, Lighthouse Christian, Clearwater Valley, and then. Of course, I mentioned Butte County uh, or Grace will be one of those teams. And I think Wilder makes it in and Idaho City as well.
1: Now, having you know, some of these teams that I'm looking at in this bracket, we haven't really seen them in a, a state tournament bracket um, for a while. Um, you know, looking at as far as the quarterfinals and on, um, you know, Clearwater Valley, uh, Idaho City, these are teams that, you know, I went to, I went to, did a Clearwater Valley game this year it was it was awesome it was against prairie so it it ended quickly but it was fun i mean the the coach is the ad great guy um prairie of course you know we go back a long ways they gave me a shirt so i like anybody that gives me apparel uh gooding this year gave me a nice looking hat uh so if, if you give me a hat or a shirt i tend to root for your team more than anybody else just throwing that out there um, you know, Lighthouse Christian moved up from 1-A-D-2 to 1-A-D-1. I think everybody in 1-A-D-2 was, was happy <laughs> about that, some teams more than others. Uh, and, and and so it's going to be a, a fun uh, bracket in the 1-A-D-1s. Brandon, um, as we look at this, especially at that, that Raft River-Oakley game that, that's going to be played tomorrow night, uh, with or without that first game being conference or, or whatnot, that and, and a couple other games could end up being... Uh, some shakers and movers, so to speak, in the 181s.
0: Yeah, so we're looking at if that Oakley Raft River game to start the season, Oakley winning 28 or 22 to eight, is a conference game as well as this upcoming matchup on Friday. We're looking at Raft River trying to beat the Hornets by at least 14 points if they do that, and those two games are both conference. Raft River becomes the conference championship. Um, around the uh, around the rest of the classification, we're looking at uh, a Cami Clearwater Valley matchup. Kemia right now 3 and 2. They dropped 72 points against Genesee, kind of like establishing themselves in the yeah. top half of the White Pine League. And then Clearwater Valley who, you know, 4 and 1 so far in conference. They're also one of those teams up north that could, you know, make a run here. Um, and then we're looking at uh, maybe Idaho City if they can uh, win their game on Friday, they can get up to 2 and 2. That might be enough depending on how the rankings shake out to slip into the playoffs. But going back to what you said earlier about, you know, that that fifth conference champion, you know, not getting a first round bye. It's kind of funny because Butte County and Grace are probably the two worst ranked of the conference championship right. so far, and so that kind of weird, quirky rule actually kind of works out and makes sense at least this year.
2: Yeah, either one of those teams should be in the first round. Yeah, they, they should not get a bye And this. Like you said, it, it'll work out great for them or great for the other teams. That. All right,
1: one AD two guys. Unless you've got some more than one AD one.
2: Just, just to note. Like you said, just some interesting matchups potentially yeah. in the next round. Um, on my bracket that I'm viewing where I I, again just move the top seeds over to the next round Um, just selfishly looking at games I want to go do like (laughs) a a Notice Clearwater Valley that looks entertaining Um, we did a game at Notice Paul and it's it's a great setup I don't know if there's a better set you are like on top of everybody right there it's a great setup so I'm selfishly Notice looks to be getting a home game no matter what though uh, they'll be a they'll be a top four seed, but uh, that just interesting ones that you don't I don't know the last time anybody had said oh that Notice Clearwater Valley game you know it did, doesn't yeah. seem like a typical that, an Oakley Lakeside game yep. uh, Prairie Lighthouse Christian in the first round even is what I have got like don't, that's a slugfest that whole bracket looks to be tough and uh, yeah, yeah it'll just be interesting Joe Woodland there at Notice
1: John Connor the AD good guys you know it's always great to. To go to places where you know people come up and and they, they appreciate you being there and, and, and it's always a good time. at notice at you know a great facility and people are fun. So all right, one AD one five down, one to go, guys. This is the IdahoSports.com prep gas presented by Steve's Hometown Motors. Got one left, guys. The one A Division two and as I was writing that article on on Idaho Sports last night, I, I came out about eight o'clock to write it last night. Kind of got in the house settled and came out and I said, hey, honey, I'm just going to write this. I should be in in a couple hours.
2: Three in the morning, little oh after three in the morning. And I, I saw my phone had an email at 3.15 from you. And I'm like, ball. Well,
1: we started doing some volleyball brackets uh, and, and that kind of took some time. So I really got hammering into it. And I thought about, okay, it was like one o'clock and I was halfway through. And I'm like, okay, I'll just do it in the morning. And then I went, no, nah, I'm just going to get this out. So then I got to 1AD and went, oh, thank you. Thank you, 1A Division II gods. <laughs> yeah, this is fantastic. So besides the 5A, the 1A D2, they're the only other classification that are using predetermined uh, conference representation to seed the brackets. Uh, unlike the 5A, 1A uh, D2 said, basically, no thanks to all the extra stuff, um, at large bursts, tiebreakers. Um, you know, what you see is what you get with that 1A Division II bracket. And there's actually teams that are already on that bracket right now. But, so you know, say what you want about the downside of a pre bracket. But at 3 o'clock this morning, I was very happy to <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. So, guys, first off, there are teams that are already on the bracket. In fact, one game is already set to be put on our broadcast schedule. Kerry gave us a call, Lee J. Cook, and said, uh, hey, we'd love to have you guys out and webcast our game against Rockland, which will be next Thursday, 4 o'clock. Now, of course, that's a, it's a state tournament playing game, and those media rights now belong to the IHSAA. And so, Shot Ty Jones, uh, quick email, he wrote me back, said, no, nope, you're good to go. And so we'll be going to Cary next Thursday at 4 p.m. Uh, I'm I'm looking for someone to go with me. So if any of the broadcasters would like to lay tribute on my desk to see who gets to go on that road trip <laughs> with me, uh, my, my door is
2: always open. So, uh, Logan, why don't you go over the teams that are already on the bracket first off? Yeah, so like you said, this one this one's pretty well cemented in. We know Water Springs is in. We know, like you said, Carey and Rockland have that matchup. We know that there's going to be a matchup between Dietrich and Timberline, and I'll just hit on that for a minute. Timber, because of the preceded brackets, that Timberline beat Deary early in the season, 30-28. Uh, to 28. And if you look at the schedule, Deary has played some tough teams and played very well, but they lost to Timberline. Yeah. Timberline gets in over them. Uh, people might argue that Maybe Deary would be a, a better team to see there, but Deary didn't beat who they needed to beat to be there. Um, so so Timberline from Wee Ipe is in there, and there we go. North Gym is in, and they will play the loser of the Horseshoe Bend Council game. We're going to go ahead and say uh, Horseshoe Bend wins that game, so we believe it'll be North Gym and Council. You hate Council? I, <laughs> I, I, I was not. <laughs> I was, hey, I actually don't because Matt Paradis... Played for council. Yeah. He's a Carolina Panther, so I'm, I'm a big Panthers <laughs> yeah, he fan. He actually, so.
1: when he was in high school, he won our game picks like for the season.
2: Uh, 100 bucks. So, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm sure down. he looks at that now, and he sneezes $100 bills. So. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so Horseshoe Bend, as they win that game, I believe they will be going up against Castleford. Uh, the winner of that game will move on to play Mullen. Uh, we believe Mullen has wrapped up that spot there. The Tigers from up north. Um, and then finally... I believe Garden Valley's got the that Rage. conference wrapped up. And uh, by the way, I'll, I'll pitch on Garden, but they gave me a hat, so of course <laughs> so I'm biased towards Garden Valley. So see, see how that works. Give me give me gear, and I will be your fan. <laughs> and then Kendrick has their wrapped up. So that Garden Valley would take the winner of Carry and Rockland, and a Garden Valley Carry potential uh, second round matchup. That that's a heavy hitter right there. And then I believe Water Springs also. We we think it'll be. Camus, Camus is playing Hanson this weekend, mm-hmm. and the winner of that should be the one that goes and takes Water Springs.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting looking at, especially that one eighty-two Sawtooth Conference. It's kind of sad actually because the Panthers. You know, we don't really know how the season would have shaked out were they given a full slate, but because Blaine County had such strict COVID nineteen guidelines, the Panthers didn't get to play all the games that they had planned. So we see Dietrich, you know, with a 3-0 undefeated conference record, Carey was actually planning on playing Dietrich, um, but that game was canceled because both teams fell below the threshold required for games to happen. So the Panthers, you know, they could have been the the A-seed out of that conference, but instead they're looking at, you know, a third-place game behind both Dietrich and Hanson. Well, it's going to be an interesting
1: weekend, um, kind of placing the last couple uh, pieces onto this chessboard. One thing I talked about, I think it was during the three A um, piece earlier, how I, I really thought that the opening play-in rounds could uh, could be pretty lopsided, and I think we're going to see that in the uh, in the one A D twos, where the the cream, so to speak, is is being put at the top, and and you're going to see some, and I'm not going to say who's who's going to be scoring those points, but I'm just saying I think I... we could see we could see some uh, definite, uh, mer- well, no mercy rules don't apply in the in the, in the playoffs. We're going to see some. Pretty heavy scoring games uh, and and pretty lopsided finishes. Yeah, I agree. I think in the guys, early round, I think when, once you get to the, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. But once oh, you get yeah. to the quarters, I think that's when those games are going to be really really good going into. The, I think everything quarters and on in the one
2: AD twos. That's going to be a fun tournament. Yeah, like you said, I think that the other conferences. You know, this is easy. We know yeah. basically this entire bracket. Uh, it's easy to put together. But then it's also nice that you have your con- in other ones where you have your conference champ, and then you have the next best teams, which might not be the way this shake shake is shaking out here. Um, like you said, I think there's going to be some pretty yeah. lopsided uh, first round games there.
1: All right. Well, there is our uh, pre end of the regular season look at at how the brackets might shake up with the uh, the new way we're doing stuff here in Idaho, and and progress is always good. And I think this is definitely progress. I think when it starts, I think when it works, I think that's when the basketball, um, seating start, uh, being looked at possibly next year. And they say, well, it worked for football. Can it work for basketball? And, uh, and I think it can, I think it's gonna be a little bit more work, but I think it can be done for boys and girls basketball. It'll be fun, uh, to see how that happens as we keep progressing. So next week, um, if, if you're still listening to this prep cast, uh, next week, we are going to be doing a video show, a live video show. Once all the brackets are filled, we know who's playing who, where, when, what time, everything. We're going to do a, a, a tournament show probably on Thursday. I'm um, not going to lock into that because we haven't nailed down our schedules yet. But next week, um, and we're going to do a, a tournament preview show here on Um, It'll be on Facebook and it will be on YouTube. And we're going to do it live. So, you know, the way we did this today, we just started talking if we screwed up. We can just edit it out. <laughs> but next week, it's going to be live. And, uh, and we might surprise you with a couple of uh, a couple of guests that will come on, kind of talk about you know, a specific uh, classification they're an expert in. And it's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, stay tuned to to see when that will be. Guys, thanks for uh, coming on and sharing your expertise with the high school fans here in Idaho. It's, uh, it's made the prep cast. You know, Brandon and I did the prep cast last year. Yeah. Once a week, had a great time doing it. Wayne took it over this year and he's done an absolutely fantastic job we hope he starts feeling better uh very soon but in the meantime we'll we'll start kicking out some prep casts and and we'll see how it goes so we do want to thank our sponsor, steve's hometown motors for being the presenting sponsor of the Autosports.com prep cast so for logan green and brandon hill i'm merely paul kingsbury talk to you soon everybody